0: this intro real quick i'm gonna introduce the both of you fellas
1: uh. well, i thought you meant like we had music finally gotcha
0: no not yet not yet no. okay i was like uh, <laughs> you said let me right. get this intro real quick i was like yeah. what <laughs> i just started fucking shredding I'm like, Come <laughs> <get it?"
2: laughs>
0: all right welcome to the bear claw podcast this is episode four i'm your host omar delgado with me Zachary Stein, also known as Stein. And then this week we have a special guest, Isaac Turgeon. Hello. Isaac is a Packers fan. And so we thought it would be good to have him because in this episode, apart from cleanups and updates, we're going to be discussing the final roster. And then we're going to be talking a little bit about the NFC North. And we're going to go into uh, week one, which is going to be Chicago versus Green Bay. And so we thought it would be good to have an insight into the enemy here for week one
1: insight into the enemy he said
0: <laughs> you, you gotta Bro, you, know, you gotta get, get in your enemy's head you gotta get in their in their brains and see how we they think real you know? the
2: <laughs>
0: yes finally i'm so excited i'm so, so excited exciting. for the season to just start and just be done with all this speculation and bullshit mm-hmm. it's so annoying
3: you can see how uh, bad Justin Fields actually is. How, how
0: terrible he is. We see how fucking, you know, Jordan Love is going to be another generational fucking talent. He's yeah. going to win five uh-huh. MVPs. Five instead mm-hmm. of four. Maybe he'll yeah. actually get a second Super Bowl. <laughs> that's, that's asking a lot. <laughs> All right. So just some of the cleanups and stuff from the last episode. Um, Travis Gibson is not on the squad anymore. And he actually came out in a
1: tweet and said that he never requested a tra- Paul's also said that he never requested a trade.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it was kind of just inference, I think, on my mm-hmm. part and the part of most Bears fans that were like, he's, he wants traded, he wants out.
1: It was all rumor. Um, I mean, like, you know, it was all like rumor has it. Yeah. Type stuff.
0: Um, but regardless, he's not with the Bears anymore. I think he's with the Titans now. So he's gone. And then I wanted to touch back on the TJ Edwards stat because it's genuinely impressive. Uh, with his 159 tackles last season – that was the second most in Eagles franchise history.
1: In uh, a single the, season.
0: In a single season, right. And then the first, uh, first most in Eagles franchise is uh, Brian Evans with 175 tackles in a single season. And that was in 1992, which is pretty impressive.
1: That's a hell of a record.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then just an update on Tevin Jenkins. Uh, earlier this week, he was earlier this week or maybe late last week, I can't remember. He was uh, put officially on IR on injury reserve. And so he's going to be missing the first four weeks of the season, but, uh, polls and some of the bear staff have been talking about how they're confident that he's going to be ready to jump right back in. So hopefully that's true.
1: They haven't really elaborated on the injury, um, nope. or been specific about it just more that they think it's a week to week thing. And so he is expected to be ready to go. Uh, and they also think, believe that, you know, right now they haven't locked down. Who's going to be starting. Um, but they had the offense the offensive line uh, sort of shuffling between positions during the preseason and in practices and OTRs and all that good stuff specifically because of you know injuries are going to happen in the regular season that's mm-hmm. one of the things that like fucked us deeply last year on the offensive offensive line uh, which we talked pretty in depth about in the offensive episode yeah. so yeah. um you know I think it's a smart move that they've got guys practicing basically in multiple positions, ready to go, whether it's at guard or center. So.
0: Yeah, ready to fill in the holes wherever they pop up. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the final roster. But really, the roster is what we what we covered. We covered in Episode 2 and 3, the offense and defensive uh, rosters, respectively. And it's mostly stuck that way. I don't think uh, outside of Tevin Jenkins getting hurt and not starting, everything is what we covered. We did un- end up getting Mercedes Lewis from the past. Then we got Dan Feeney, an all lineman from Miami. Um, So he should be another one that should be able to hop in and get into that rotation in case, you know, if someone gets injured.
3: I think Mercedes Lewis is a good pickup. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, uh,
0: he was with, he played 17 games last season with the Packers. It seems like he has some pretty good productivity.
3: I mean, he had 41% of the snaps and he only had like seven targets. So he was basically like like a six all lineman. So I mean, Mm. but that's what he's good at. He's just a big body.
1: He's yeah. a big body. He's a good pass blocker. Um, he, I mean, because where was he before? Uh, Jacksonville at yeah. one point. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's not necessarily one of the young bloods anymore, but I think that he's got that veteranship to him that yeah, leadership. is definitely missing in some areas. Yep. Um, and I think uh, from what I understand with, again, personality and, and the way that I, I think he's well-suited for the environment that poles and and the company are trying to build here so yeah I, I agree i think that was a good pickup
0: yeah veteran presence and good pass blocking can ask for much more uh defensively we did have one we we got khalid kareem who's going to help us on our uh defensive at, he's going to be an end he's going to help us with the pass rush a little bit but uh even then i don't think he's going to be towards the top of the roster yeah, I mean, we can touch on special teams, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, we got Cairo Santos back, and he's not, you know, Cody Parky, so that's always
1: good. <laughs> um, mean, we're at that point where it does yeah. <laughs> not Cody Parkey. And then
0: I was looking, and it looks like for returns, it's going to be mostly Bayless Jones Jr., which honestly worries me.
1: Well, we also brought Trent Trailer back. Did, to the is he going to be taking some of those too? Yeah, he's he's, he's he a he's a receiver, and he's a return specialist specifically. Okay. So good, um, and he's like. He would be like a fifth, sixth option on receiver, but he, he's he's a return specialist too. So I, I think uh, yeah. I think we should see some nice fluidity there.
0: Good. Yeah, because I don't trust Bayless Jones Jr. <laughs> I don't know if you saw. There's a, someone – I'll send it to you. Uh, there, someone did a compilation, and the, the caption was like, Bayless Jones Jr. When the, uh, when the team is counting on him. And it's literally just like – several and several just like fumbled and like fucking biffed like uh, punt returns that just get recovered by the opposing team and it's like oh great like yeah <laughs> that's awesome. so yeah the final roster is pre- it's locked in now we're past the deadline no more uh, shouldn't be any more big moves or anything so yeah now we're going to move into the uh, risk and talk a little bit about the NFC North we're going to give a quick vibe I'll let one of you guys whoever wants to take it start it and see what you think about
3: it. um I can take it go yeah. for it I think the Lions are getting a little overhyped, just a little bit. I think everyone thinks they're going to come out guns blazing, but this year, last year they were playing with house money, and they were able to sneak out nine games, but this year they have expectations, and I don't think they have a roster that is set up for expectations right now. Um, But I think they can still sneak out like nine, ten wins again. But I Which think, might be just enough. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, maybe so.
0: they'll actually make playoffs. And
3: <laughs> I, th- I have them winning the division for sure. Um, either them or the Vikings, because I think they'll have the same. Well, last year they played the NFC North really well. I think they went five mm-hmm. and one in the division, so I think they can beat out the Vikings even if they have the same record. But I think it'll be. I think it'll be between the Lions and Vikings to lead the North.
1: So looking at. You know, I may or may not partake in some betting situations here and there. (laughs) (laughs) uh, If my wife is listening to this, I don't, not at all. (laughs) You (laughs) would (laughs) never. But, um, you know, it's always interesting, uh, like right now, if you were to break down the NFC North looking at the lines uh the detroit lions uh are set at anywhere they're hovering anywhere between like a 40 and 44 percent chance to win the division um the vikings are next up at like they hover anywhere between 24 and 28 percent and then and then it's the bears that's they go from like 15 to 19 percent and then it's the packers that are going from like 14 to 18 percent so and then there's something else that a lot of people have basically put out there, like a lot. Uh, listening to pundits on like ESPN is one thing. Listening to the people that are like, "Hey, here's where you should bet money put your or money not out. bet yeah, money," you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. They tend to be a little more realistic with shit. Sure. Um, they're like, the fact of the matter is that at the end of the season, the NFC North could literally fall one, two, three, four in any order, mm-hmm. and that could make sense simply just from like. Well, just just like Isaac said uh, regarding the Lions last season, they just played the NFC North really well. They didn't have an amazing record by any means, but they played their division really well. Mm. I mean, five and one, and you're able to take the division. Like it, that, literally could happen for any one of these four teams just on dumb luck, bullshit NFC North type games. You know, yeah. <laughs> like yep. um, when you still have, you know, group, two of the four locations are outdoors like heading into seasonal weather (laughs) like that tends to affect some some play and we get crazy memorable games i mean i think that's also one of the reasons that it's fun to see the the rivalry between those teams so i don't know i'm i'm kind of yeah, I am I was leaning towards the Lions for a bit, but I also everything everyone else is just sort of like an unknown. Did did the Bears make the right moves? We all know the Vikings didn't get any worse, but they didn't really get any better. Um, and then the Packers are kind of a, a question mark until Jordan Love, like, you know, is he so the something. guy? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. and, and how how long do they stick with that? So I just feel like there's so many unanswerables right now that any factor could sway like one team being first place to yeah. all of a sudden being last place. So I'm very interested to see how that division plays out this year. I think mm. it's a little more well-balanced um, across the board. Yeah. It's my general
0: impression has been that it's, it's pretty much wide open and I think it's almost a fool's errand to try and figure out who's going to, you know, to make predictions of like, you know, first, second, third, fourth. It, it's just so tough to even try and figure out just cause like you're saying Stein, there's so many, so many question marks, marks across the board, you know,
3: well, I think the Vikings, I think their offense is going to be crazy good, mm-hmm. um, but their defense, I mean, they have so much turnover. I mean, they got Brian Flores, but I think they let, like, their top four corners go. So, I yeah. mean, mm. <laughs> what is the, their linebackers are trash, too. I mean... <laughs>
1: It becomes that game of, I had mentioned in a previous episode, it's kind of like the Saints for a while, where it was like Drew Brees would go out and put up crazy fucking numbers, and they'd score like 40, 50 yeah. points, but that's because they had to, and they'd still lose, mm-hmm. because they didn't have a defense. That's kind of where I see I see the Vikings right now. Is, it's in that same boat of mm-hmm. like, yeah, their offense, again, should be good. It should be one of the top 10 handedly,
0: should be but...
1: You know, I wanna know how the team morale is gonna operate when they're out there putting up thirty, forty points and still mm-hmm. losing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. who knows? We'll see what happens.
0: All right. Any uh any final points on the NFC North this year?
1: No. I, yeah. I'm just excited for it. Like
0: yeah, I think we're it's all the same kind of consensus, just pretty I wide mean, open. Gonna come down to a few games. Mm. It's gonna be who plays a division the best.
1: It I could come down through. to like a
3: week eighteen matchup it, you know yeah absolutely could which would be we would which
0: all would have to join the, back up yeah yeah i was, was gonna, gonna say which is gonna be a bears
1: packers uh it's the only it's the proper way to end the season yeah, too right <laughs> that's
0: that's actually kind of nuts starting the yeah. season and ending the season
1: um, i'm looking forward to it this is going to be a fun season
0: yeah i think across the board it's gonna be really fun mm-hmm.
1: uh, a lot of question marks
0: nfc north is on the come up as a whole i think
1: i definitely wouldn't say that they're one of the stronger divisions no they're (laughs) not but I think they're getting I mean we're getting better though I think like we're certainly not the AFC uh -uh. south of of Uh you know years past like it's just um because I think we still have I think every team in our division still has the ability to throw a wrench in any like prime time teams plans you know Mm -hmm. to to like oh shit that's what gave them the one loss on the season or that's what cost them a star player or something you know I I so
0: so you've got the Lions beating the Chiefs in Week One, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no, that's, that is not what I'm saying. Um,
0: All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into what we came here for. The fucking meat of the sandwich here, the meat and potatoes, steak and potatoes. Next week on what day is the game? Sunday, right? This upcoming Sunday. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, double checking. No, it's
1: on
3: Wednesday. I just
0: want to be sure. Oh, my word. Thursday night game.
1: (laughs) Make sure sure you're on. (laughs)
0: All right. So this Sunday, we got Chicago versus Green Bay Packers. Very historic, one of the oldest rivalries in the NFL. Uh, Some fun facts for you it started in 1921. And back then, the Chicago Bears were still the Chicago Stalys. Up until now. The record between the Bears and the Packers is 105 to 95, with the Packers lead. Uh, they took that lead recently in 2017.
1: They've won 13 of the last 14, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Yeah. Or is it 14 of the last 15? No, it's 13 of the last 14.
3: Something yeah. like
1: that. No, we haven't lost since 2018. Yikes! And 12 of the last 13 series games played in Chicago. Yeah. So. Yeah,
3: that's
0: tough. You guys want to talk a little bit, maybe hit a little bit about just—I uh, mean, I guess we kind of hit that, but maybe go in a little more in depth in that, into the, like the history of it, kind of our experiences and whatnot, generally.
3: I mean, I—I'm on the—we're on opposite ends of, you know, the recent history. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that—the change of record—I remember um, very well. I mean, it's pretty you know, dramatic. It, it it was like I mean, the whole thing. It was, but I think that's what makes this one fun. You know, just being able to have, have, it, and you never know. Even though the Packers have won it 13 out of the last 14 times, and even prior to that, when you go back to the number of times played in Chicago, 12 of the last 13. I mean, that could still flip again. You know, and that's why. Mm -hmm. it is the oldest rivalry for Mm -hmm. a reason and it has gone back and forth you know it's 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 only 10 games down like when you look at it from a bear's perspective like yeah it's not like it's not like it's not like we couldn't take that over another basically waiting for them to find another generational quarterback or all of a sudden we land one somehow which we'll see i'm still very 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 fucking hesitant about that yeah yeah, yeah. I love the games though. Like there's, because regardless of what that record shows, even without that, in my mind, every time that we play, it's a zero zero. It's a
2: yeah, sure. Like mm-hmm. this literally
1: could go anyway, and that's yeah. just because of the excitement of being in the NFC North and having both of these clubs have, you know, two of I I think two of the like coolest fields in the NFL. So, you know, you, yeah, you're yeah. constantly open and at the whim of the gods, basically. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, yeah, huh. that's all I got for it. Yeah, I actually do have a fun fact, real
3: quick, that I found. Let's do it, hit it. So, when the rivalry was born November 23rd, 1924, Chicago's Frank Haney and Green Bay's Tilly Voss were the first players in league history to be ejected from a game when they got into a fight in a Bears 3 0 victory.
1: That's fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> I love
0: that. <laughs> oh, that's that's crazy. That is awesome you said 1924 was that uh is that when the bears packed like the bears became the bears and they weren't the staleys anymore um, yeah, so then the bears packed okay
3: well maybe because what
0: i saw is like they started playing each other in 21 mm-hmm. but i yeah. don't know if that's because like you're saying that was born in 24 but i don't know if it's going off of like that's when they that?
3: started like beefing i guess okay like started kind of
0: that it became a rivalry yeah, and not just I they're think. playing each other yeah
1: okay. Yeah, I think that's because we had played before then. But, yeah, I think the rivalry, like, they try Is to stem win it, it from that. Yeah. The incident, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the two
0: guys fighting each other. Sorry, I'm trying to remember here. I was going to say something, Stein, because you were saying about how, like, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm trying to remember because I had something and I can't. Mm-hmm.
3: The Bears are two-point favorites
1: yeah it's funny uh, oh that's what i was
3: gonna say that's what i was gonna say that's what i
0: was
1: gonna say go for it sorry before i lose i just
0: don't want to lose it okay so even though you were saying how it feels like it's zero zero i do feel like this is the first time in a long time where it really just feel it feels a little more like the bears have more of an edge i think um i don't know how you feel isaac as a packers fan if you feel like you know I wouldn't be surprised if you feel, like, safe. (laughs) But I really do feel like, for the first time, like, I'm not totally just, like, you know, it's not just hope and emotion that's keeping me, like, feeling like the Bears have it. But I do feel, like, genuinely, we have made really good strides. Like, we made a lot of good additions. And I think um, the Packers are in, like, a weird transition year and still trying to figure Mm -hmm. some things out. And so I really do think that, like, this, like, for the first time in a while, it does feel like, all right, this is going to this like, legit, we have a a chance of it.
1: I agree. I think it feels a little more... Balance again. I think the NFC North in general feels a little more balanced, a little more competitive. I would yeah, say.
0: Yeah, yeah, more competitive. So,
1: um But yeah, I am very interested to see. Like Isaac, what are your takes on? What, what are your outlooks on Green Bay? Let's start with that. Let's start with like what are your outlooks, not just for this game, but on Green Bay this season as a fan.
2: Mm.
3: So yeah, like you guys were saying, I think it is more of a level playing field, obviously this year with you know because people are used to Aaron Rodgers just kind of pulling wins out of his ass whenever he wanted to he reaches pretty
0: far up too like it's crazy he
3: he's like elbow in there Um, (laughs)
0: he's elbow deep bro elbow deep
3: i mean like working it like a puppet you know just (laughs) and so i think people have gotten used to that and so now we have to be more like systemic from like uh if we want to win we have to kind of plan it out a little more and i think it's gonna definitely even it's a more even playing field now Mm mm-hmm but as for the year i mean i'm just i just want to see progress in like the young stars cuz i mean we have a we have a super young offensive weapons but we have like they're all athletic and super fast so i'm hoping they can turn that into something a lot of i'm hoping for a lot of to be better on early downs to make short third third and manage Boltsford love and kind of make it uh, easy on him.
0: Yeah. Cause I think love, regardless, like even if love does turn out to be a generational quarterback, I think even this season is going to be tough for him. Cause even looking back at when uh, they you guys made a transition from Favre to Rogers, that was a six and 10 season for you guys. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that even if he, even if he does turn out to be, you know, really great, I think there's just no way around having that transitional year. That's just going to be off and hard to, you're just gonna have a learning curve.
1: Going from zero percent to a hundred percent ownership is a especially in a franchise like the Packers, is a that's a big deal, especially again taking over for a, another generational talent? Like, that's that's the big thing is that mm. you guys have been able to go from one to another, and now it's like, all right, is, is that can you do it a third time? A third, like, yeah. that's so yeah, I think that I am interested to see, even if he does have a good year it might be tough like just finding what works and what doesn't and sort of ironing that out to where i think it next season obviously i think is where you, you might see him really shine. just statistically speaking like mm. anyone taking over in their first year just is not it's, it's just tough. not there yeah. the, the data is not there to support it so I think that that's kind of what brings Green Bay down to the same level. But you're absolutely right. It's not just him, it is the other offensive weapons that you have. And I think that was our issue last season with how many of our young guys we did that the snap count on, like the number of guys under a certain age was by it was like a thousand more snaps than the next team in order, like which is just insane. So it'll be interesting to see how your offense I think is kind of put in that position this year versus our defense last year. So, you know, hopefully I would love to see them get some good reps and um, you know, yeah, I think uh, I think this season is going to be very telling of not necessarily this year, but next year. So
3: I think yeah. I'm hopeful as well for it, but I mean, everyone keeps saying like, is he another generational quarterback, but I don't think he needs to be. I think he just that's, needs to be. Yeah, like decent, yeah. you know what I mean,
0: that's a huge thing. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be generational. And I don't think you need... I don't know. I don't think you need a generational quarterback to uh, necessarily win a Super Bowl or go pretty far in the playoffs.
3: Stafford just won one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean... I think we're setting him up with a really good floor. You know, we have a solid O-line. Really good O-line depth. And then I think our coach is going to set him up with a good scheme to kind of make sure he's comfortable. And then... um, yeah, you
0: guys are super deep at O line. It's kind of crazy.
3: We have like the tallest O line depth. Our <laughs> O line tackles are like six foot six, six foot seven, six foot nine, and six foot eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's Is Jordan just, uh, Love
0: even gonna be able to see over those fuckers? What the hell? <laughs>
3: well, they're on the bench right now, so we'll just hope for no injuries.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I I was listening today too. I I heard a stat that um the average age of the Packers. Is twenty five, and I think you guys only have like one player over thirty or something, which is kind of
3: nuts. Yeah, I think that's Bakhtiari. Yeah, because we had Pat O'Donnell, but we just released him.
0: Yeah. Um. So we touched a lot on the weaknesses. I think already just with like a super young offense, it's going to be a transition year. That's always tough. Uh, for Green Bay. Um. So now I think we let's go a little more into the strengths now. Uh, we started talking with the O line. Like you're saying, we have you guys have a lot of lot of depth at O line. Mm-hmm. Tall starting O line, but they're on the bench. Right now or those are the tall or, ones, yeah. But yeah. we
3: have like a super solid O line right now. I mean, it was it's just preseason, but we let up one sack the entire preseason and it was for like zero yards. So it was like on the line of scrimmage. Mm. And that was without David Bakhtiari as well. So that was our um just rotating through our depth and stuff like that. And I think we're I think we're gonna be able to if we can stay healthy, I think we could probably push out, like, a top five O line at least. Yeah. That's the hope.
0: Good to have. Yeah, I saw your defense, too, is a, a strength of your guys' – you want to touch on that a little bit?
3: To an extent. Um, I think our edge group is really deep. I think our edge group has a lot of good talent, like Rash- Rashawn Gary. Inigbari has flashed a lot. We have Preston Smith, who's been there for a few years now. But then we have a few young guys. we got Lucas Van Ness, but he's going to be more on that Rashawn Gary trajectory where it's going to take... He's more of a project because he's got the athletic tools, um, but it's more just getting the basics down and stuff like that. Yeah, We picked up the UDFA Brenton Cox Jr. out of Florida. He was kind of the surprise of camp, so he kind of earned his sixth spot on the edge. Our safety room is a big question mark. That's my biggest... Like I don't know what's going to happen there because we have Darnell Savage who had a terrible year last year and then other than that we have Rudy Ford who I mean was decent last year but nothing crazy and then behind them we have Anthony Johnson Jr. who's a 7th round rookie and then Jonathan Owens who was the Texans starting safety last year. So, And Darnell Savage wasn't even at the last practice so uh oh! I don't even know what's gonna <laughs> <Uh-oh>. happen. <laughs> yeah, and Darnell Savage plays better close to the line. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play good deep. Um, so I think our safety room is gonna not perform as well this year. That's my big question mark. But our strengths would be probably our edge group and our cornerbacks. Nice.
0: Is, it, uh, is the Packers mostly the same team that they were last year, or you guys have made a lot of changes across um, the board?
3: We made changes along the D-line, man. We have Kenny Clark still, but we got rid of our two other starters, and now we have Devontae Wyatt, who's a second-year starter, and then we got TJ Slayton, who's a third-year starter. So um, that should give us more – they're more versatile pieces, so I think we can – it should help us defend the run a little better than we did last year. I mean, TJ Slayton has been playing at nose a little bit, so if he can play at nose, then we can move Kenny Clark to the end or something like that and just you know, kind of switch stuff up uh, if something's not working, go to a different scheme or whatever we need to do. But other than that, yeah, it's pretty much the same. I know Stokes is injured for now, so we have Russell Douglas and Jair Alexander on the outside. And then Keyshawn Nixon has been taking all the slot reps for a corner. Sure.
0: All right. Uh, let's go into uh, – I think it's important to talk about just kind of the question marks and just kind of the unknowns, especially with all their teams being in the NFC. And, like, we were touching on earlier, like how we were talking earlier, how uh, it's just hard to know what's going to happen because there's so many question marks. I think the big question mark in Green Bay is just the quarterback, Jordan Love. Um and I think unfairly because, like, how, like you were saying, like we were both saying before, just that he, I don't think he needs to be a generational talent, but it does seem like everyone's waiting. It seems like, regardless, everyone's waiting around to see if he is going to be that. What do, What are your thoughts on Jordan Love? Uh, yeah, just generally, do you think? Uh, yeah, let's just go. Over, what do you? Th- how do you think he's going to do this season? Because he's looked pretty. Yeah, you. No, the other Packers fan because he's he's looked pretty i'm it's the preseason you know so you always take it with a grain of salt but it looks like he's done pretty well
3: yeah um i think he's gonna have an easy floor to work with i mean i think he's gonna have all day in the pocket to kind of wait and kind of get what he wants in the scheme um i think they're gonna i hope they rely on the run game but that hasn't panned out in the past um I think if we can get a solid run game going, that'll obviously let Jordan Love kind of take pressure off. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: speak real quick. Just speaking of the run game, I just wanted to throw in the fact that it was kind of nuts. Uh, we were talking about just before we started recording that uh, Justin Fields last year had more rushing yards than what's his fucking name. Aaron Jones. Had m- yeah, Justin Fields had more rushing yards than Aaron Jones did last year, which is kind of nuts, <laughs> and uh. It's, I don't know that's not it's cool but that's not something I I think we want <laughs> like I don't no. know as a Bears well, fan we've you also don't talked want about that
1: that's not that is not sustainable yeah <laughs> like you want him to be the guy he can't be doing that every he can't year be you, a can't, you can't be putting him in positions where he has to do that every yeah. year
3: also yeah. in Aaron Jones' defense he was splitting carries with AJ Dillon
1: right right on so he only yeah. had you like, had a legit one too like, yeah yeah I think
3: they split carries by like 40 carries or something like that. Like, yeah. And, and I, I will say too,
0: it wasn't by much. It wasn't like Justin Fields, but I think it was by like 20 yards or something. It's not like Justin Fields had a thousand more yards or something. It was, he didn't blow him out of the water. It just was just barely. Um. Yeah. Any final thoughts on green Bay?
1: Um, If I could real quick yeah. just about the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was, because I was interested in that is looking at the O-line rankings and heading basically consistently since the end of last season and throughout the the offseason and into camps and through the preseason uh offensive line rankings uh the eagles are have like number one spot locked down basically they just Mm -hmm. that's just what they're doing um with like the chiefs up there at two or three usually um, some of the moves that the Browns have made have actually gained them up into the top five um, just since, like, uh, June, July-ish. The other interesting part that I found was between June and now uh, is that both both Detroit and Green Bay are have hovered anywhere between the, like, fourth and eighth spot. So just coming in already based on personnel, based on um uh, their experience and and their experience working together uh they're already like have been pretty consistently ranked in the top five to top ten so i think that right there hopefully gives love some really good opportunity to explore and develop into a halfway decent quarterback so plus the other thing that that we need to remember is he's not a rookie like, no, yeah, I think that's something that people might not always realize is that he's actually had three seasons of development already. Like, and under Aaron Rodgers, under, under Aaron Rodgers. Now, what that means, take Rodgers wild, ridiculous personality the last few <laughs> years for what it was, <laughs> like, how much did that rub off behind the scenes? Um, You know, hopefully he was able to pick up some like really good football IQ and football acumen from, from that, but we'll see. But as far as the O-line is concerned, I I think he's positioned in a much better spot than Fields ever was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going
0: to say. I think that's huge. That's important. You know, he's going to have a really good O-line for him and yeah, that's definitely something Fields hasn't had.
1: And I would not be surprised to see your running backs getting a little more work this, this season, just a more balanced approach in order to allow love to, take that leadership and evolve so yeah it's definitely going to be very interesting to see what the Packer football is going to look like for the at least near future Mm -hmm.
3: well I I think he I like his personality recently because he's more of just like a strictly football kind of guy with Rodgers and Favre they're kind of very big personalities so I think Jordan Love is going to be a good switch up I think it's going to be he kind of gives me that Jalen Hurts kind of vibe where it's just strictly football, you know, like he's here and he wants to win games and this, he kind of treats it like a full-time job. Basically. Like a job.
1: He's got a job to do. Oh, like a fucking job. Yeah. yeah. Like a job that he gets paid millions of dollars yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then also with his, um, contract that he just had, I don't think he feels the pressure to perform to get a big contract this year. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of takes the weight off of him and,
1: um, Well, yeah, he's not coming off of a rookie contract. like Mm -hmm. that's He's got a legit contract built out already. So Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right that he doesn't have that, oh, I got to show out my first couple of years in order to, when I get off this rookie contract, have, you know, move move room to maneuver. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it is definitely a very interesting situation that he finds himself in. I think a
3: big thing that saved him was bringing Tom Clements back over as well because he was the one who help develop Rogers and stuff like that. And he was in Arizona helping develop Murray for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think we pulled him back in like 2021. And it's kind of a night and day difference since working with Tom Clements. I mean, just functionality standpoint, he's been it, better.
1: It seemed like a little bit of a difference for Arizona as well.
3: And I mean, even though our offense has a lot of young pieces so far in camp and preseason, they've looked like, A pretty good well-oiled machine for the most part i mean i think there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of bumps and bruises along the way but i think we've been able to bypass a lot of the communication issues and stuff like that so i think for the most part i'm hoping that they can keep you know the consistency with that um and i'm just hoping they can run with that
0: yeah i did see um part of it i I a little bit rolled my eyes because i was listening to some uh these two guys talking about the packers are packers fans. And I a little bit rolled my eyes at first but they were talking about how for them they felt like the first game of the season didn't even really matter. And they started going into it and talking about the reason for that was because under your guys' coaching staff, you tend to do you do tend to progress and get better as the season goes on and have a mm-hmm. really good se- uh good record in the second half of the season. Uh and so I just think uh, that that's pretty important. I think that's going to something for you guys to look forward to and i think that is even though i did like i said i rolled my eyes a little bit i once they talked about it a little more it kind of made sense in the in the terms that like you know maybe the second meeting of the bears packers is going to matter a little more than the first meeting just because you guys and i think i think not just your team because the packers it's happened historically but i think also this year i hope that um the Bears are going to have the same kind of deal where it's like, you know, maybe it'll start off a little rough or whatever. But then as the season goes on, as the defense starts to mesh, as of hopefully we have, you know, some sort of consistency on the offensive line. And maybe Justin Fields gets, you know, more comfortable and used to having a pocket that he doesn't have to run out of. I think we'll also get better. And I, I think that, um, yeah, even just talking about it gets me excited already for the second and then for the last game of the season and the second meeting of the Bears and Packers. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Chicago a little bit. Let's start with the strengths. I think one of the strengths of Chicago is going to be uh, the secondary, because I think we got two really good veterans in our secondary, and we got two guys coming back that are younger but have uh, shown that they're that they have a lot of good potential.
1: And with the tutelage of the veterans, you yes, know, yep. uh, I, I think that that's going to help solidify them even further. And, but they've they've also shown really good growth in camp which i think sometimes you you miss going into your second third year you know uh, especially if you did halfway decent in your rookie year like some guys don't necessarily come in with like the same work ethic you know they, same hunger they, and and i feel like that's very different with this group than what i've seen of younger guys in the past sometimes um maybe not necessarily chicago but just just in, in, in,
3: in general, general
2: so. yeah
3: I think that Tyreek Stevenson pickup, I mean, new drafting him will definitely help because, I mean, mm-hmm. Kyler Gordon doesn't have to move over so much. You know what I mean? He can just kind of stay
1: strictly in the slot. Yeah. Which is what he's good at. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, stop making him float. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I think another strength of ours, too, is uh, the running game for sure. Because I think even last year, I don't know, last year, I think we should have at least had one of those two games, if not both. Just from the way it started off in the first quarter, I mean, even the first—I just remember the first uh, first game that we met last year. It was—I mean, we we're running over you. Like Montgomery and Fields were just <laughs> running all over the place, and it was like truly insane. So I think, uh, and I don't know. I think it's the same that this year. I think we have a, st- a strong, a strong. Uh, we have strong running backs. So we have a lot of depth at running back. I think Fields, even if he is not improving at passing, is still going to have his legs to count on for better or for worse. So I definitely, I, I count that as a strength of ours.
3: In that second matchup, I mean, you guys kind of controlled that game the entire time. That's what, and that's what was confusing
0: to me. And I think I remember us having that conversation last year where I was like, are, are we tanking on purpose? <laughs> Cause we should be, we were beating the fuck out of these guys. And then we're just like, not doing like the first game is like, we just stopped running the ball. I was like, okay, so we're not going to do what was getting us, you know, we're not going to do what we were having success with, and we're going to let them win the game now? Okay. And then the second one, yeah, we were controlling the game, and then it was just like, I think we're going to stop trying now. And I was just like, all right, how much of this is intentional? And it it was, I was worrying a little bit, too, because then I was like, is this just coaching fucking up, or are they just being like, no, guys, we're going to tank here? I was like, that was... That second Green Bay game was give, was making me suspicious of like, all right, this might be an intentional tanking of the season here because we should be beating these guys.
1: I guarantee they already had talks with Lovey. They already knew what his plan was. <laughs> they had
0: like, hey, will you do it or not? Will you do it or not?
1: Because <laughs> if not, Lock we're it. going for the fucking yeah. Win if, if not, we're like gonna beat, we're
0: gonna beat the Packers. But if you're gonna if you're gonna come through for us, and then Lovey was like, I'd like I to got hope you.
1: that we didn't tank. I mean, just from like a, it's a business at the end of the day, and I get that. Yeah. But also from like the love of the game for me personally, I like I would I would hope that you wouldn't do
0: that. Yeah, that makes money. it feel a little gross.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, un-
0: but what can you <laughs> do? <unclean? laughs> I think that was
3: like I think that was Fields' best game as a passer last year too. I mean, he was like eighty percent for like two hundred fifty yards or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of threw back to back game ending picks and then just fell apart.
0: Yikes. So those are the strengths that I feel... You got any more to touch on for strengths, Stein? Well, it's anything funny, you, hear, you like, put goodness? under
1: under weaknesses, you put, you know, entirely new front four on and linebacking squad. I mean, yeah, our defense is definitely... We have only had six people coming back from the, like, original starters of last season yeah. uh, on the defensive side of the ball. But if anything, I think all the moves that were made were definitely in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I'm not as concerned about the front four. I think we've got a better pass rusher. I think we have a better edge man. I think we've got the linebacking squad. We've got, there's more veteranship here. There's more leadership on the defensive side of the ball now that was mm-hmm. very much missing last year. And so I, I think that alone is going to help help like hone the troops a little bit. You know, sure. keep the focus where it needs to be as opposed to everyone kind of floating here and there and and trying to figure shit out on the fly. So. I'm not as concerned about that. Oh, so that. You, feel, you, I, f-
0: you feel it's a
1: strength? I feel, I, I don't know if I'd say it's a, I would say that we are positioned for it to be a strength. Sure. Especially going into this game. I, I'm not looking at that as a weakness. I am excited to see the whole defense together because we didn't really get to see that during the preseason. Again, due to uh, injuries and, and um, you know, rep management and such due to injuries. So uh, i i but i think all the moves were there i'm not as concerned my weakness still lies on the o-line as much as a lot of the guys were able to get reps in other positions just in case besides the position that they'll be starting in Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i we have yet to have a, a solid offensive line for consistent games yeah and so that for me is is the weakness that's the big question mark for me um I don't think the passing game is as much of a question mark yet because that doesn't give a, it doesn't fucking matter if there's no offensive line. So yeah, my biggest weakness right now and and question mark of the game is going to be, does the O line show up? Sure. Well, you can make the
0: outline from now on then. (laughs) (laughs) But no, tell me why you thought like, Uh, no, I mean, honest and I'll be honestly, like I'll be honestly, I'll be honest. Uh, uh, The weaknesses part, it it was more an overlook and oversight on my part. I think, I did forget, I don't know how, but I forgot that, I mean, our O-line just hasn't been consistent. I think also I just, too, it was kind of hopeful. It seems right now like the only injury is, the only major injury is Tevin Jenkins. And, I mean, we got someone to fill in for him already. So I guess I would put that more of like a question mark, I think, than a a weakness or a strength. I mean, definitely not a strength, but I would put it more of a question mark just to see if um, we can have some consistency. Yeah, and the whole the new front four, the new front four and linebacking squad. I had that as a weakness just because I imagine it's going to be tough to get get them all to gel together, you know, if they if they've never played together. And I could see that, you know, but I think you make a good point. A lot of them are veterans, and you know, younger veterans. So it's not like any of them are in the second half of their careers. So I mean, that makes for and, and we said that last you know last episode on paper,
1: uh, you know. Well, and it, they did it, get it looks good. tons of reps in camps mm-hmm. and, in, and in practice and in training, like they all feel very good about it. They, they all speak very openly about how tight knit they feel, um, from, from what they've done so far together. So it's just, we, as a, as a patronage have not seen that yet. Sure. And that's what I'm excited for. You know, is getting back to like monster to the midway, get, get back to that, that good NFC North football. Yeah defensive style so yeah Yeah. i
3: think i think you guys have a good i mean definitely an upgrade for your pass rush i mean unique and is a solid pickup and then also Mm -hmm. demarcus walker titans had Mm -hmm. one of the best run defenses i think they were top three run defense last year Mm. um the last two years i think Mm -hmm. i mean they have a lot of other pieces obviously like jeffrey simmons but yeah any piece from there is gonna be an upgrade
0: yeah, and then uh, I don't know. I guess uh, just another oversight on my part, just because I think I think you you are right. Where if like the O line isn't solid, it doesn't matter. But I do still think I mean that's one of the big question marks, and that's one of the main criticisms that criticisms criticisms that everyone has about Justin Fields is his passing games, passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think maybe that's gotten to me a little bit because I do also, and I think that is my one hold up is if he can just pass consistently. But again, like uh, I think a lot of that does hinge on the O line too and having consistency there.
1: So I guess you could throw that in with the question mark on the O line, right? Like
0: yeah, yeah, no, that's what saying. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, that's why I I think I agree with you on that. Yeah,
1: I think if the O line can hold up, if the O line actually shows out and is like oh, on a fuck, play by just doesn't play, totally
0: collapse, uh, you know. I mean, at least
1: <laughs> if they are successful <laughs> yeah. on a majority of the plays, as far as like holding blocks, proper assignments, all that good stuff, no injuries. Uh, yeah, we definitely have a better wideout squad this yeah. year that, Oh way like it better. should be. Yeah. It should be like oh shit, we actually have like a couple of real targets now. Yeah. So hopefully. And then at that point, at that point then it's okay. Perform fields. Like yeah. let's see. I let's someone... see the people say that you um uh, that your target has gotten a little bit better throughout the offseason. That was something that he worked on was like tighter windows, tighter spiral, you know, uh, a little more consistency with uh with where he was placing the ball on receivers and the word is that it's gotten better so
3: i mean like (laughs) they look
1: like it in that in that last
3: preseason (laughs) no that last
1: preseason was again (laughs) that was tough comes right back down to that some of that stuff
0: I, i mean fuck i just you know what i am what i am i'm a justin fields apologist still and some oh, of the yeah, stuff they were sense. saying wasn't his fault. Like, and some of it was very obviously not his fault. You had rookies that didn't know what, you know, where they were going, you know, stuff like that. That doesn't necessarily, yeah, isn't bad, on him. Bad routes run, you know.
1: Never got the same offensive line. Bad route running. Bad, bad communication between the quarterback and the route runners. Yeah. You know, it's just, so. it's hard to, to literally, as long as there's a little bit more consistency across the board. Mm-hmm. He should be better just mm-hmm. from circumstance. Like, even if literally to where he's not forcing as many passes, where he's not trying to force as much to happen. So, right. Well,
3: I think the Bears got to drop. I mean, I think the Bears can drop plays where their playmakers go and make plays. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got the playmakers to do it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that gotta would be trust a part of it. You know, I mean, DJ yeah. Moore has how many yards after catch already? <laughs> after like two catches. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping I'm in my last week of uh, being a Justin Fields apologist and hopefully I won't have to do that so much anymore.
1: <laughs> I think it's going to take more than one game for that, though. Yeah, so, we'll see, we'll know. see. Um,
0: yeah, any final remarks on Chicago?
3: I do wonder about Ed Benz because he kind of took a minute to get his footing in the league and, I mean, you guys are paying him to be, like, an elite linebacker. Yeah, I just, I guess my question would be, if you guys aren't able to generate pressure, all the all the pass rush struggle is going to, the burden's going to go on the linebackers, and it's going to be a lot for them to hold, I think, in their first year. But Iberflus has always worked with good linebackers, so I think I trust his. I mean, in Indianapolis, he had Shaq Leonard and uh, O'Kareke before he got really good. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think he could work with it, but I think it'll just be a little bit of a transition period, like you said, from just being a whole new, you know, front seven.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. I don't think, I mean, I'm not too worried about it. I think there will be a little bit, a little bit of bumps, but I mean, he had a great season last year. It's a whole new mm-hmm. team and stuff, but I don't think it'll be too bad. And I don't know. I love Jack Sanborn, too. So he's in there and he's shown to have really good instincts. So I don't know. You th- are you worried about its time?
1: I'm not. I'm not at this point um, because he did have such a good season last year and yeah, and, and really showed like that step up. You know, I think he sh- that was that light bulb moment that was that I think you wait for in a lot of elite level linebackers and de- especially on the defensive side of the ball is there. There does very rarely is it ever someone's literally coming right out of college and stepping in and immediately being that person. Right, like no matter who that top What's badass is. Parts, Right. Right. I mean, like, they're very, again, there's very few. Like, when you consider the number of players that come out of the draft every single year on the defensive side of the ball, very rarely are they coming out literally ready to be an elite at the NFL level. Mm. Um, they might have been elite in college, but in NFL, everyone was elite in college. Like, yeah, that's, that's just it. Like, you've narrowed it down even further, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. um, so for me, I, I think that so far his, his timeline hasn't really bothered me too much, uh, mostly because it's at least shown consistent growth. Uh, so the trend has always been in the right direction. So for me, I think, I think it's fine. I think he's fine. Um, we'll see you know, what week eight looks like. And obviously, like in real game time situations under this particular coaching staff, under this particular scheme, how it it actually plays out. That's where I stand for now.
0: Cool. All right. So with that, we'll move into our keys to victory for both teams.
1: For game one, you mean? Of course. For game
0: one, yes. Which is, it's Sunday, right? (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday.
1: (laughs) Uh, 325 Eastern. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What is that standard? What's the the
1: conversion right there?
0: How many euros is Two, that?
1: Two twenty-five. How many dollars? Central standard. <laughs> how many? How many doll hairs?
0: Conversion rate. <laughs> um, Isaac, you want to you want to start us off here? What do you think the keys are to victory for the Green Bay Packers?
3: Yeah. Um, so I think being able to take advantage of the banged-up line early could help with the pass rush. Um, but I think the biggest thing would be to stop the run. I mean. They had, you guys had like one of the best yards per carry last year and we gave up one of the worst yards per carry last year. So, and like we said earlier, last year, that was their, they kind of controlled the games for a while because of their running game. And I think if they rely on that, it's going to be kind of hard for Green Bay to stop them when it comes to that. And that's, that's all I can think of for keys to victory is just to stop the run game. I think that's going to be the biggest problem.
0: Mm All right. Well, I think Stein and I will do the keys to victory for the Bears because I don't really think it would make sense to do (laughs) the keys to victory for the Packers. Um, Stein, what do you see as the keys to victory for the Chicago Bears in this Bears-Packers
1: matchup? Biggest piece coming into game one for me, keys to victory is, is, again, I'm going to go right back to the offensive line. As long as the O-line shows out and performs their duties responsibly, (laughs) duty, Uh, above 50% of the time. Provide... We've got real playmakers, finally, at the wide receiving. Allow them to, like, go out, get set up, and make the fucking play. That's my big thing. O-line, consistent throughout the game. Uh, I think, on top of that, the defense is... I'm really excited to see what they look like together. Even if they're not gelling 100%, they still, across the board, are well above average in the league so i you know I'm, as long as that none of them just totally shit the bed sure <laughs> I, they can keep us competitive in the game I think.
2: yeah
0: yeah i think too and i don't know how much of this uh for me is key to victory and how much i just want to see it uh i just think putting a pressure on jordan love is is also going to be really important i think if we can put a lot of pressure on him make him feel uncomfortable get some heat you know turn up the heat on him I think it's, again, a transition year. I think it's going to be his first year without Rodgers and him really taking the over the helm, you know. And I think it's always tougher. It always uh, just making his job harder and not letting him get comfortable. I think it's going to be a big part. I think if we can do that, I think it'll give us that alone, I think it'll give us an advantage. So, any more thoughts on that?
1: Well yeah and then obviously we have to make sure that we're controlling the game with the rush, right? And like that's yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the big one. Yeah. But hopefully having a slightly more balance in this to where we're not relying so much on fields to do that
0: yeah, rush. Yeah, and I think we've talked about that where we, you know, we don't want that to be the case. We don't want to be relying on fields' legs or the run game only.
3: I think um I think the offense of Green Bay just kind of needs to take advantage of the limited tape that they have and kind of go out there and run the because we kind of had to adhere to Rodgers last year obviously so I think Matt LaFleur finally has like full control of the system and stuff Mm. like that so I think he just gotta I think he's got to take advantage of the limited tape that there is and kind of try and confuse the defense whatever however he can sure
1: that is something I'm interested to see is how different the offense for Green Bay is going to look without aaron Rodgers, because no one truly knows there's a lot of like random estimates out there from pundits and shit that of like how much was actually far changing plays and making the calls and stuff so i am very interested to see what what the play calling actually looks like and if there is a significant difference if you know and not just because it's a different quarterback but because literally no one's there to change the, the play plays aren't being actually changed yeah exactly no we're not doing that you know this is what we're fucking doing like i don't think you're gonna have that so much and it'll be not it'll be nice to see like at from a coaching perspective like okay how good is he really
3: yeah i think it'll be fun to see kind of how much they unleash for him to do you know mm-hmm. right away i mean i think so far in the preseason we've seen that they try and scheme up a lot of short to intermediate routes, but also take that deep shot if it's there. I mean, and I think that's I think that's what he's gonna to continue to do. Um I'm hoping for a lot of design plays for like the running backs and then also for our the new tight end, Luke Musgrave. Mm-hmm. I mean he's one of the fastest receivers on our team, including mm-hmm. the receivers. So I think um integrating him will definitely help
1: us out. From as a tight end fan, like He's a solid. He's a solid choice. So yeah. I, I was, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, go for it. I
3: guess, <laughs> dicks. <laughs> well, we haven't really had like a, an elite tight end since Sir Michael Finley, so I'm hoping. I mean, he looks the part. So I mean, hopefully, you can stay on that trajectory.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, predictions. Stein, you want to go first on predictions?
1: predictions all right so right now if you look across the board i've had nine different betting sites i mean i have nine (laughs) different source sites open right now that have the bears seven of them have the bears as one point and favorites and two of them have the bears as two point favorites uh it's funny because at the beginning of the summer they were starting out at like three and a half point favorites uh, and over the last week that has started tightening up to the point where some analysts are actually saying that they wouldn't be surprised if green Bay ends up being like a 1.1 and a half point favorite hmm. by the time, like by game time. Yeah. Again, anything could change that though, like an injury during practice this week or whatever could all of a sudden like completely sway that if I don't know, like one of the starting quarterbacks goes down, yeah, that like the holy a shit. Bit. Like that's, that's, that's a big red flag for everyone. Um, but uh also looking at it across the board it looks like the over under is like 42 and a half 43 and a half points um first off i think it's going to be an underscoring game i I don't think it's going to hit the over uh i I think it's it's going to be fairly competitive but i would put it probably around maybe 40 points 42 points total um and so that's i mean that's looking at like you know about three touchdowns a (laughs) piece so I don't think it's going to get to that point. Um, uh, I am, I am going to, for me, I am going to take the bears on this, like from like a pick'em perspective. I to <laughs> take the bears on it. Um, however, I am not applying like 16 points to it. You know, I'm, I'm going to be putting like uh, one or two points on this <laughs> just because I think that it is a big question mark game. Yeah. So yeah. personally, I mean, I, I think I I would love to see the Bears walk out of here with like a twenty to seventeen win, you know something that's I think it's going to be pretty close. I don't think either team's going to necessarily blow the other out, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that that's what I'm taking it as.
0: Yeah, I mostly agree. I don't think it's going to be a super high scoring game. I, I I take the Bears. I always seem to take the Bears, obviously, but um, there's a, there is that part of me that's still like hurt, that's still <laughs> wounded, you know, just from. I mean like you're saying 13 of the last 14 like it just seems like they and uh, granted they had Aaron Rodgers before and and he's got the bad man is gone you know but you just can't help but feel that little bit of like they're going to fucking bad man junior to
1: be to be, to be, <laughs> to be straight okay <laughs>
0: yeah so it's just like you know fuck dude they they just seem to always find a way every season and stuff so I'm a little bit got the PTSD from that but I do think we have an edge I do think we um We've made some really good improvements, and, yeah, I think Green Bay, like I said, is in a transition year. So I I see the same, you know, 40 points between both teams, not super high scoring. Um, Yeah, that's where I'm at.
3: As for my prediction, at game's end,
0: uh, at the game's end, there will be two teams of contrasting moods heading
2: off the field, my friends. One glum, one gleeful. The gleeful of which being... The Bears. The, the
3: Bears. Bears. The Bears. 74 to 2. <laughs> I mean, after all, our civic pride is on the line because let's face it. If- is there a worry in the Bears fandom that Jordan Love is going to be very good? I don't think it's a reasonable
0: word. Like, it's not anyone being like he looks like he is going to be that good, but I think everyone is. I think all the Bears fans are just scared that by some fucking miracle he is going to be because that would just be our luck. Like, from what I see online, that's the conversation and that's how I feel. I genuinely, like, I look at it and I'm like, he's not. He's not going to be fucking, you know, another generation. He's mm -hmm. not going to be another, he's not going to be Favre, he's not going to be Rodgers.
1: I think this comes down also to like, what the algorithm is that like is leading to whatever it is that you look at maybe you, because yeah. mine on my side i rarely see much conversation so much about love as much as about fields yeah and i think that that is a bigger concern for bears fans for you, bears you mean fan that game.
0: people are more scared that fields isn't going to be that guy than they are that yes. justin fields
1: man. that is a bigger question mark yeah. for us well, than it, love is yeah and and so so for me i think that it's I don't think it's a huge issue. I think the big issue right now that is on the front of Bears minds is, do we have a fucking quarterback?
0: Yeah. When (laughs) I think, like I said, and it's not based on reason and it's not like, okay, logically, like, you know, is, you know, I think it's just mostly emotionally, like a lot of the, from what I see, it's emotional just being like, I cannot fucking, I'm not going to be able to handle it. If the Packers score another fucking like generational quarterback, I just am not going to watch football anymore. You know what I mean? So I, I more from yes, an emotional were. standpoint than a logical one, you know, like that's just because logically, it's yeah, like you always you go you back are more worried. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think like that, that totally makes sense. You know, it is I think more logical to be concerned about like you know Fields not being that guy than than Jordan Love, you know, being a great, you know, but.
1: Oh, I'm not saying that. It's, well, I wasn't arguing whether it was logical okay, or illogical okay. no, I'm or emotional. Just, yeah, I'm no, no just, I'm yeah. saying that this is funny to show the difference in the algorithm oh, of I what you, I, I see you. online yeah. versus what you're seeing okay, online, like sure. what is pushed at me yeah. and what what shit pops up in my stream and stuff versus what you're seeing and like what you're because I literally have seen almost none of that.
0: That's crazy. None. Yeah, and I'm I just spent too much. Day, I spend so. too much time on Reddit. <laughs> this is the problem. was <laughs> just fucking.
3: The Reddit right. Bears fans are brutal, man. Yeah,
0: dude, have you? Are you? Do you follow the <laughs> NFC North <laughs> fandom memes on Reddit?
1: It's fucking brutal. <laughs> that's true.
0: But like, no, for, I mean, either. particularly like, NF, there's like Bears fans are kind of brutal. But even there's like a community. There's a Reddit community that's like NFC North memes, and it's like all yeah. the fans in one Reddit. Dude, it's fucking nuts. Like. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. We should just make don't a web a, show going of into us the, reading, reading it, the conversations reading from those. Honestly, just reading it the good, threads It, it wouldn't be bad content, honestly. Fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts? Oh, uh, my
1: prediction? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, You're just going to, like... <laughs> no, no, you, mean, don't like, don't you don't get one. You're you don't get one. Wrong. No, that's <laughs> my bad. That's my <laughs> bad. Like, I don't give a shit. But, like, however, if you're going to have a guest, at least let him
0: say his peace. You're right. You're right.
3: Um... My prediction is about in the same area. I got twenty four twenty Green Bay. Um, I think it's going to be close and low scoring. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot we do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I just we've won eight straight. I'm looking to make it nine. I'm hoping to go to Lambeau South and start the year off right. You know what I mean? Lambeau South. He just called it yeah. Lambeau South. That's... Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Them's fighting. That's wars. crazy. Look, That's I don't wild. make the rules to this gang world, but <laughs> I have to I abide have to by yeah. so them.
0: <laughs> You're closer to him than I am, so you might have to make the trip, I think.
1: Where are you at? <laughs> uh, I'm in Washington.
0: I'm
3: in Minnesota, so I'm like in the middle.
0: No, he like Washington is Washington, a city Illinois. in Illinois. Okay, yeah, not Washington <laughs> state. <laughs> okay, that
3: makes sense. He's from a lot Wisconsin nonsense.
0: Stein. He doesn't know the Illinois cities. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha.
3: Yeah. I'm uh born and raised cheesehead.
0: You hate to see it. Indoctrination, it's unfortunate, it. you know? <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh, Can't, hey, somebody we're, save these children. Is your family Lord. all pretty big on football? Or?
3: My mom could care less. My dad is kind of what got me into it. Mm. Um, just And then when my sister and her husband were around... With, like the games he's a big Packers fan so just family sitting around watching like Sunday night football stuff like that the big the earliest Green Bay Packers um memories I have is like when Favre was on Minnesota and we were like trying to take down Favre oh and stuff yeah like that on Minnesota.
0: <laughs> that's pretty fun that's cool
3: yeah
1: so, that's the earliest great you know it's fun you want to know what one of my earliest Green Bay memories was when Favre, Favre got drafted when Favre got drafted <laughs> when Favre beat beat the New England Patriots in what was that, 96 in the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. I was a big Drew Bledsoe fan so like, um, um, yeah, that was <laughs> I was, fuck, 8, 9 That's 10, crazy. some shit like that my biggest
3: 10. Packers heartbreak well, I, I never really was I never really caught any of the Favre era I kind of started paying attention around a year or two before the Super Bowl um, but my biggest heartbreak was I mean, my first heartbreak as a Packers fan was the year before the Super Bowl when we went against the Cardinals and we went into overtime forty five to forty five and then he fumbled it right away on like one of the first plays and they t- brought it in for a touchdown. I was I was like, I don't know if I wanna do this for very long <laughs> I don't I know if I can live this life. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if do this, again. Like, this is, yeah. 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 Uh, well, here so I am, I how many years later? Still paying attention. See, and that's, that's See, but the how, many is, like, guys... <laughs> like, um... how many more of those moments did you have?
0: Because I've had several. How many more moments like that did you have?
1: It doesn't help that you're also a Cubs fan. Like, <laughs> <is> it, but...
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the biggest letdown I've ever had was when we lost to the 49ers yeah. in the divisional round. Because, I mean, that was our year. I mean, we had the pieces to, you know. There was no fucking reason for you guys not to win. Exactly. I mean, the Rams and Bengals went to the Super Bowl. We could have easily, like, we could have pieced the Rams or the Bengals easily, but we just couldn't do it. We couldn't get past the 49ers, and that's what happened. Yeah. it was. It was – that was – before that happened i was like when robbie gold kicked that field goal and we lost i was like did that i, I was just sitting there asking leslie i was like did that just happen like, did that seriously just happen i felt like i was just in a dream bears like, legend no robbie way. gold literally legend. Like,
1: literally. i was like when it when it happened i had a very different response Gold for you guys putting
3: it putting them yeah like, did you uh, the nail in the coffin you guys ever seen
0: that interview that Aaron Rodgers did with uh, with the Bears fan, and he asks he asks the Bears fan he's like, "Oh, what's it like, you know, having such a bad team and watching me go to the, you know watching the the, the Packers go to the, you know the playoffs every year, blah blah blah," and and the Bears fan is like, "Look, I'm realistic about my fandom. Like, I know we suck. I know we're not good." He's like, "My Super Bowl every year." has been watching you go to the playoffs and fucking lose. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, it's my favorite thing. He's like, I get ready for it every fucking year, and I love it.
3: <laughs> that was a while ago. But. Truly, is it hard for you as a Bears fan yeah. that some of your greatest moments are cheering against me when the Bears aren't playing? Very good question. No, it's, it's actually great, because what I've told everyone is um, I'm very realistic about the Bears. Not a great franchise, just... Don't do the right things for the most part. Every year I look forward to the playoffs and the game that you're going to lose. <laughs> and I've told this story on the air, but, like, when you guys lost to San Francisco this year, we were watching the game in New Jersey, and I drew, drove back to Brooklyn, Bragg, um, and I listened to uh, Tauscher ESPN Wisconsin. For three hours I sat in my car. I arrived home. It's a 20-minute drive. I had ride home. I sat for three hours listening to callers be like, blow up Lambo, get 12 out of here, we need to build a dome, this team isn't built for the outside, and it was, that was the highlight of my
1: NFL season, and I have no problem saying um, that. Was,
3: <laughs> that was the same guy who, um, after the I own you stuff, yeah. he was mm-hmm. like, because he's a big Bears fan, so he's like, yeah, we know. We just don't want to be told it. Like, <laughs> yeah. to
0: <laughs> Which that's like dead on. That is dead on. <laughs> like, so you don't have to fucking rub it in, dude. <laughs> like you're just being a dick.
3: Dude. dude, when that happened, I was ready to run through a brick wall. Oh, I bet, I was like, I yeah, I can't we imagine being ODS. on the other
0: side of that. That must have been so fun. Because that was not fun for me. <laughs> that was honestly no, that enough. like up until then, I didn't have like I didn't like Aaron Rodgers all that much or whatever. But I didn't like after that. I was like. I hate Aaron Rodgers now. <laughs> like, fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's so <laughs> funny
3: because i will watch Bears fans sometimes, like, podcasts and stuff like that, and they all, like, hate Green Bay. But I'm like, the only reason you hate Green Bay is because we always win. So, like, <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> no so, but it's always it, win, as our the elder about it, of the group and then our i'm
1: gonna step in too. right there okay. and say you don't always win and that's the thing so like the hatred has gone back far longer than since you guys yeah, been yeah it's more recent
0: you know that the- so
1: i also have been through not one but two of your fucking generational quarterbacks now, <laughs> okay? like i have You're ready for number three yeah. <laughs> and so for me it's very much a like like it doesn't need to be said like when Rodgers really kicked off, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You do. Yeah. You know? Even when we had like one of the best defenses in the league, like you still were able to show out against us. And that's fine, you know? Mm. But it was yeah. like, you
0: just you don't need it to. But it. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, yeah. it hasn't always no. been that way. Like historically speaking, it
1: hasn't always been that way. This has shifted back and forth. And this has been so, but it is fun. It is fun to have like that. That trash talk and be like, no, you're right. This is your moment, 100. <laughs> yeah. percent I can't even argue that. <laughs> There's well, I mean, literally no. When data I was to looking back up to it, it seems I'm like
0: it goes, it like, it wins like decades wise, like mm-hmm. uh, with how long it is. It's like there was decades of the Bears absolutely dominating the Packers, and then just more recently, in terms of history wise, obviously like more recently, like we're talking like 20, you know, the past 20 years is has is it's been the Packers. The
1: last two starters, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I don't know. I think regardless, I don't know. I kind of feel like this is kind of – it's going to set the tone for maybe the next decade, you know?
1: (laughs) I think within the last 20 years, the Bears have been one of the most inconsistent at starting quarterbacks as well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That that, that's been a big issue. Dude, that's the other thing. Generationally is that we have not had – and not just quarterbacks, like head coaching staff even. Yeah. You know, like we've had so much turnover in the last 20 years now. Oh, yeah. It's outrageous. So – um, it's w- hard to get anything going at that point.
0: I will say the other thing, too. The NFC has been really weak for the, pa- for the past uh, couple
1: decades, too. Relative to the AFC. I mean, you know, I, relative NFC to... NFC North, sorry. Like I
0: mean, like, the NFC North, not NFC. I was going to say, We've had plenty of NFC that's shown
1: at. out, but ultimately, like... Well, you also had Brady in those 20 years. Like, now <laughs> like you got know, Mahomes. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, the AFC is... Fuck. Yeah. Like, that's just, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> they keep getting they don't just get the generational guy like for a team. They get the generational guy for a fucking league. Yeah. You know, like yeah. so. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um all right. Any uh I did want to get your thoughts, uh, uh Isaac, on Aaron Rodgers now and the Jets, just real quick.
3: I mean, <laughs> he's my favorite football player ever because i grew up watching them you know what i mean but
0: the glazing is crazy yeah no No, that makes sense
3: that makes sense i think i think the glazing from the media standpoint is getting kind of yeah yeah from i mean you've seen like the hard knocks clips it's all just it's basically just an aaron Rodgers documentary at this point (laughs) i mean it's getting kind of but I don't know. I think the Jets will be decent. I think he finally has like that elite defense that he needs to, you know, support him work a along bit. with him. Yeah. You know? um,
0: he seems I, happy. He seems like genuinely like he's having fun playing football. Yeah. With the I mean,
3: and I think it sucks losing him just because I mean he had like highlight throws every single week, even last year. I mean. Mm-hmm. He was just making stupid passes that just didn't even make sense. But I think it made sense to move on from both standpoints. I mean, our timelines were just kind of completely mixed up and yeah, we definitely. just weren't ready to win, you know.
0: Yeah, I think that relationship too between Rogers and Green Bay had was definitely spoiled. Like it definitely was.
3: Yeah.
1: History repeats itself. This exact same conversation took place when Favre left. Yeah, this exact one. Yeah. I hope the Jets are ready for Jordan Love in like 15 years. <laughs> right. Exactly. They're looking at
0: That's
3: Jordan
1: Love I'm like, saying, like well, They're watching it, Packers you know games being means. like,
0: "Let's hope this guy's good so we can catch you him." Know the, you know what this means
1: though? <laughs> like this means that we expect to see Rodgers in a Vikings fucking uniform. Imagine that would be. And then we all go, "God damn it." Like the whole the fucking NFL is North goes again. The NFL if that happens,
0: <laughs> the NFL is scripted and I'll stop watching football. Oh man. That's <laughs> just out of sheer that would be crazy.
3: I mean, it looks like he's planning on being in New York for a few years. Yeah, he talks about he
0: wants to be there for a couple years and
3: stuff. And then hand the keys back to Zach Wilson.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I wonder, I do wonder how uh, that's how Rogers being in New York
1: is going to affect Zach Wilson and if they're going to keep him around or what the deal is. No, it just gives him more time to go and fuck some moms, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. sure. All
0: right. We did it, boys. We went all through the outline. And so now we're at the point in the episode where we do our plugs.
1: Um, For other projects, yes, you, you can't just say plugs, man. Like you can't like. Why not? We're not, <laughs> we're not that. We don't have a. We don't have like a sex shop sponsorship. Like, All right, have, get don't your don't mind really out of the gutter.
3: I, get I I mean, out of hey, here. Minnesota just legalized like this month, so <laughs> we're good. All right, it's I tonight. can look you up. Yeah, this
0: guy. <laughs> Stein, yo, what do you got? What other projects are you working on? What do you want to show? Oh, with
1: uh, be sure to check out my other podcast, Chick Flicks with Dicks. Uh, we've got about three seasons worth of episodes out there. You can find us on any podcast platform that you can think of, pretty much. And if you can't, fucking let me know so we can get yeah. it on there. Uh, also, you can check out gymheroes.com. Uh, hit me up if you are interested in. Uh, one-on-one consultations, uh, program development for uh, one-on-one exercise. Um, you know, whatever your goal is, I primarily work with athletes, so uh, high school, college, and amateur level. Um, if, but I also am going to be starting up a. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting up a. Um, hang on, I fuck. What was it called? Uh, Oh, okay. I'm starting up a Midwest dad bod wad, uh, which is basically a Midwest dad bod, like, workout of the day. This man talking about wads giving me shit about saying plugs, the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I also will be dropping some PDFs and stuff on there for if you don't want the one-on-one, which includes, like, you know, weekly consultations, weekly meetings uh, to go through the program. Make sure that you're uh, abiding by and adjust if needed. Uh, there will be PDFs so you can just buy like a, basically a, a, a standard, like do-it-yourself workout program type thing. So, um, yeah, check that out. Cool. I think those are the two primary things I got. Uh, I'm
0: going to let you go last, Isaac, since you're the guest.
1: You should let him go Cause first. so that No, because so that, then that, that'll be the
0: last thing people have heard. I think that's... Unless you oh, want Oh, I see your yeah, I, I was saying. gonna say because you're the host, no, like you no, can no. But, but all right. I, I'm gonna go and then yeah, fuck so me, his, right. his
2: stuff. No, yeah, it's truly so that
0: you, <laughs> what you're plugging will be the last uh last thing people here. Uh Whoa, hang on, all right. stop Come okay. I'm afraid. Whatever. <laughs> get out of here. Um you can find me on Instagram, O H M A R Daniel. You can find my music anywhere you find music, um Spotify or Apple. That's just regular name, Omar Daniel, no H, whatever. Any, okay, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, and we're on YouTube as Bear Claw Pod. if you want to follow us. And then our email is BearClawPodContact at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us, any criticisms, any praises, whatever you want to send. Uh, give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening, and uh, share with your friends whether you want to get them into the Chicago Bears or just football in general or whatever. I feel like we're a great place to start. So let them know. And Isaac, what do you have to share with the people?
3: Um, I just had a song release on Friday with an artist named TT, T H Y T H Y, um, called Parachute. Um, that's pretty much all I got going—just producing music and stuff like that. Um, but that's my most recent project that I've just released.
1: Cool. Uh, you Where did it drop? All
3: All streaming platforms. All
0: platforms. But, you got an Instagram or something you uh, you want to share or no? Yeah, you my Instagram
3: is isaac e-y-e-z-e-c-k um i'm not very active on there but i respond so
0: yeah when you keep updated with music music projects on there too don't you yeah for sure so that does it for this week's episode next week we're gonna be back we're just gonna be recapping the game because finally we're at the point where we're gonna have actual football that matters happening i'm excited are you guys excited
1: Fuck yeah, man. Week one, let's do it. Yeah,
0: week one, Bears-Packers. So we'll be back next week recapping, um, just talking about what happened. Hopefully it's good for the Bears. They're
3: going to (laughs) do a preview next week as well for the week two? Uh, Yeah, I think at
0: the end we'll probably hit a preview for the following week. So, all right, guys. uh, Thanks for listening. That's it for the episode, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.